Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, we have two more Erie Elementary books. And this one is book nine, and it's called Erie Elementary, The Art Show Attacks. I'm kind of glad that we're almost done with these. I'm sorry, I don't love them. I'm just being honest. I like them. You like them? Yes. Honestly, it's all that matters, but I'm just saying, I don't love this these series. Okay. You know, you know what series I loved? I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. I like this. I liked. I loved it. I, I liked the Secret series. It was very good. But I loved Junie B. Jones. Junie B. Jones is funny. I'm sorry. It's just funny. I thought it was funny. You guys, my mom's being so mean. No, I'm just saying the Erie Elementary. There's no like funny parts, really. Sorry, I'm just being honest. Okay, Erie Elementary, the art show tax. Let's get this over with. Just kidding. <laughs> It's kind of hard to, like, read something that you don't really, really love. And we committed to 10 books that were, like, almost 100 pages each. Do you realize we read almost 1,000 pages of books that I wasn't, like, super into? It's kind of hard to do. Okay, whatever. Let's get it done. Chapter 1, Art Attack. Hey, quit it, Sam Graves said. His friend Antonio was poking at a clay blob on Sam's desk. Sam was trying and failing to mold a clay into a dinosaur. Miss Winter, the art teacher, looked up. Class, please take this project seriously, she said. Your art will be sold on Friday's Erie Elementary Art Show to raise money for the new art supplies. What? That's mean. Well, that's kind of cool. What if they want to keep it? Well, this one, th- they can probably do one for keeping and one for selling. Everyone was working on their projects for the show. Mrs. Winter's room was set up differently than the other classrooms. The student's desk formed a giant circle around Mrs. Winter's desk. Her favorite student artwork hung on the wall. Lucy, Sam whispered, what's the gunk you're, what is that gunk you're working with? Lucy grinned. This is called paper mache. I dip a piece of newspaper into a wet mix of water and flour. The paper turns goopy, and then it hardens as it dries. I'm making a bowl, and I'm painting a picture of my dog, Rover, said Antonio. Mrs. Winter was was checking on the students' work. She looked over at Sam's art project. Remember, Sam, she said, clay stays soft at room temperature. It only hardens when it's heated. Lucy's project worked the same way. You can dry it later this week. Suddenly, there was a loud vroom. Sam jumped at the sound, but Lucy was just using a hairdryer to dry the paper mache bowl. An instant later, Sam was startled for a different reason. He heard a bubbling sound, like a pot of boiling water. Sam reached into his backpack and made sure his hall monitor sash was there. He wore it whenever the hall, whenever he was on hall monitor duty. At Erie Elementary, the hall monitors were different. That's because Erie Elementary was different. It was alive. It was a living, breathing thing that fed on students. And Sam and the hall monitors were the, were the only school's protectors. Sam clutched the sash. He had a twisted feeling in his gut that Sam could sense Sam could sense something that other students couldn't, and he could feel when something was coming. Whenever Sam had that feeling, Orson Erie was behind it. Orson Erie was a mad scientist who built Erie Elementary 100 years ago. Erie Elementary, well, I guess 100 years ago, and he wanted to live forever. He became the school. He was Erie Elementary, and Erie Elementary was a monster. Sam put his orange sash away just as a bubbling grew louder. Sam gasped at his clay blob. It was moving. He leaned in for a closer look. 
Then Crush Platt, the blob reached out and grabbed him and yanked Sam's face smack down into the clay. Well, that could suffocate him. That's scary. Chapter two, the blob. Sam couldn't escape. His clay project had grabbed a hold of his face. Sam whacked at it until pop. He burst. He burst up from the glob, gasping for air. Sam heard a few students laughing. Did you fall asleep in your project? Their classmate Brian asked. Sam didn't know what to say. I um. Lucy and Antonio looked at their friend. Are you okay, Antonio? Said. Yes, Sam nodded. He wiped the clay from his chin. What's happening? Asked Lucy. Ring. Don't forget class, Miss Winter said. This. Don't forget class, Miss Winter said. The students packed up their things. The art show is this Friday, and you must finish your projects by the end of the day on Thursday. It flung right there if you're looking for it, Peyton. What? No. Oh. I just it and I hurt my finger. Ooh, you okay? As Sam, Antonio, and Lucy walked out into the hall, Sam looked over his shoulder in the art room. He stopped. One painting was changing. It had shown a, a beach on a sunset, but now it looked different. Sam rubbed his eyes. He could hardly believe it. Orson Erie's face appeared on the painting. A chill ran down Sam's spine. He tried to look away, but Orson Erie's eyes were staring at him. Lucy called from down the hall. Come on, Sam, it's lunchtime. Sam felt like he had a golf ball stuck in his throat. He couldn't reply. Finally, he was able to pull his eyes away from the painting. The last thing he saw was Orson Erie's lips curling into a wicked smile. Chapter 3. Sash Dash. Antonio munched on one of his favorite peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Lucy was opening her lunch bag, and Sam plopped down beside his friends. Milk splashed when they sat the, he sat his tray down, but he barely noticed. Buddy, you still have clay in your hair, Antonio said. Lucy flicked that glob. L- Lucy flicked off the glob. Sam, what really happened in art class? Sam told them how the clay had attacked him. Lucy and Antonio were assistant hall monitors, so they were used to strange things happening at Erie Elementary. At first, it felt like my grandma kissed me, Sam explained. Then she pulled me in and wouldn't let me go, but it was sticky and I couldn't breathe. Wet grandma kisses are the worst, Antonio said. And that's not all, Sam added. One of the paintings in Mr. Mrs. Winter's room came to life. A sunset became Orson Erie's face. Just then, Mr. Nakobe walked over. He had been mopping the floor nearby. Mr. Nakobe was the old man who took care of El- Erie Elementary. It was Mr. Nakobe. It made Sam That's right. It was... It was he who had told that made Sam hall monitor, and he had told the truth about the school. Sam, did you really see a painting come to life? asked Mr. Nicobe. Sam nodded. Mr. Nicobe leaned in and whispered, Orson Erie loved painting. His painting, he painted beautiful portraits and landscapes. He even painted walls of the school. Antonio shuddered. Orson painted these walls? Yes, said Mr. Nicobe. There's a little bit of Orson almost every in every part of this school. That gave everyone chills. Sam's forehead scrunched up. Guys, he said, I think we should take another look at Mr. Winter's classroom. I swear I saw Orson in one of those paintings. Let's do it, said Lucy. We have a few minutes until lunch is over. Antonio stood up. Orson Erie is about to do something, and we've got to stop him. Good luck, said Mr. Nicobe as he pushed his bucket towards the kitchen. Sam threw on his hall monitor sash, and his friends followed him into the hall, but stopped short, but they stopped short. What is it, Antonio asked. I'm not sure, Sam said. He looked down at his sash. Whoosh! Sam was yanked forward. Whoa, he exclaimed. The shiny sash was tugging him down the hallway. He pawed at the locker doors, trying to slow down. The sash is pulling me. We're behind you, buddy, Antonio yelled, running to catch up to him. The sash pulled so hard that it jerked Sam off of his feet. His sneakers banged the steps as he was pulled up the staircase. Sam soared past the computer lab. Then he, then the sash flung him down the hall. 
He heard Lucy calling from below. Sam, where did you go? Sam shouted. I'm upstairs, the fifth grade hallway. Hurry. Suddenly, Sam saw a brick wall in front of him, a dead end. Sam shut his eyes and boom. Ow, Sam yelled. He rubbed his nose and stepped back. The sash sagged and it stopped pulling. Sam was at the end of the fifth grade hallway. The students were all at lunch and the classroom doors had been shut. When the hallway lights began to flicker and flash, then the lights went out. Sam couldn't see anything but darkness. Chapter 4. The Secret in the Dark Sam heard footsteps in the dark hallway. Lucy and Antonio had caught up. What was that, Antonio said, looking around, his eyes adjusting to the dark. An icy chill came down the hall. Friends huddled together. Some strange force pulled me pulled on my sash it whipped me down the hallway sam exclaimed i let it let go of me here and then the lights went out he touched the wall in front of them the bricks felt cold and damp wait a second lucy said what's that green stuff neon goo started oozing through the cracks of the wall the goo's back it was a color of a highlighter it dripped between the bricks sam poked at it he rubbed his fingers together it's paint strange antonio said he gently pressed one of the bricks and it moved whoa lucy exclaimed she pushed another brick and that moved then antonio pushed another one and a gurgling sound came from the wall blub 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 wet paint dripped onto their friend's shoes guys what is happening lucy asked the three friends stepped back as the bricks began to move and slide on their own it was like a giant real life jenga game soon there was a large opening in the wall this looked like the entrance to a cave sam said They peered inside. There was something beyond the wall, but it was too dark to see what. Suddenly, the sash was yanked forward, and Sam cried, Yikes! Antonio grabbed his friend's shirt. I have you, Sam. And I've got you, Antonio, Lucy said, but the sash yanked again, and the the friends tumbled through the opening. They landed on a cold floor in a small dark room. They could barely see. I have a feeling that we should not be in here, whispered Antonio. Lucy dusted herself off. I agree. Sam felt along the wall until he found a light switch. In an instant, he flicked it on, and Antonio screamed, Ghost! (laughs) Chapter 5, Hidden Room. That is definitely not a ghost, Sam said. Lucy laughed. It's a big white sheet, she exclaimed. Whoops, false alarm, said Antonio. But this room is scary. Sam walked to the center of the room. The sheet hung over an artist's easel, and it was splattered with paint. Sam lifted up the corner of the sheet and gasped. Orson Erie's eyes stared at them. From the canvas, someone painted an or- a portrait of Orson, Antonio said. Not just someone, Lucy said. Look, she lifted the painter's smock off a dusty thing. The letters say O-E was stitched into the smock. Those are, Ors- those are Orson's initials, Sam exclaimed. This must have been Orson's secret studio, Lucy whispered. Antonio stepped away from the painting. That means this is a self-portrait, Antonio said. Painting Orson did of himself. Lunch was over. We should get back, Antonio said. Sam turned to leave, but thud, he bumped into a wall. Lucy took a step back and the opening was gone. It was just a regular brick wall again. Sam felt for a place to push through and open the wall, but there was no wiggly bricks anymore. The goo was gone too. Antonio, cut it out. Lucy exclaimed. Antonio looked confused. What did I do? Lucy replied. I knew you were pulling on my backpack. Just then, Sam shouted, Antonio's not pulling on you. Orson's painting is alive. Antonio and Lucy whirled around. The strange painting covered, the strange paint-covered hands reached out from Orson's paint portrait. It had a hold of Lucy's backpack. 
Crash! The hand yanked Lucy's backpack off of her shoulder and hurled it across the room. Watch out, guys, Sam shouted. He leapt back and swatted at him. Lucy ducked as the other hand swiped at her. The hands turned into fist and smash, crunch. The fist pounded onto the floor. Orson's fists are going to smash us to bits, Antonio screamed. Sam's eyes darted around the room. He saw no way out, no escape at all. Chapter 6, Fits of Doom. Orson Erie's self-portrait was alive. Two painted fists pounded the floor. Sam spotted a dusty old art tool scattered across the wooden desk. Those long brushes could be used like swords, he like like swords, he sought. And those wooden pallets are like shields. Even if we can't escape the room, we need to defeat these fists. Catch! Sam yelled, tossing the tools to his friends. It's time to fight back. Antonio swung a long brush through the air like a ninja with a sword. But whack! One fist smacked the smacked the brush away. Antonio lifted the wood pallet. And just in time, the fist punched his shield. Antonio staggered across the room and fell to the floor. I'm not letting this giant fist bash my friends, Lucy shouted, and she jabbed her brush and swung her shield. But Orson Erie's fist opened, wide, opened into wide hands, and they snatched that brush and pallet away. A moment later, crunch. Lucy, the fist crunched Lucy's sword and shield. Splinters of wood shot across the floor. This isn't working, Antonio called out. Sam fell more art supplies on the shelves above the desk. Lucy, maybe someone, maybe something here can help us. Orson Erie's fist pounded to the ground and the floor quaked with each hit. The floor's like a trampoline, Antonio yelled as he tried to stand. Trampolines are usually the best, but not this one. Hurry, guys. Sam and Lucy quickly looked through the shelves of the art supplies. Paint thinner, Lucy exclaimed, grabbing a huge can. Watch out, Antonio shouted across the room. Behind you, two massive hands reached for Sam and Lucy. Lucy yanked off the can's lid and sploosh. Sam and Lucy hurled to the paint the paint thinner in the air. The sticky liquid... Blah, 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 blah. The sticky liquid rained down the monstrous fists. Orson Erie's paint, paint portrait trembled on the canvas. Poof! The hands evaporated into thin air. Gone. These friends breathed a sigh of relief. Then, snap, pop. It sounded like popcorn popping. Sam looked down. The noise was coming from beneath their feet. The floor is splitting in half, Lucy said. Orson's super strong fist broke the floor. And Antonio exclaimed, a crack zigzagged between the friends. Light shined up from the floor and crack. The floor split wide open. The friends tumbled through the floor and went to, through the ceiling below. The friends all screamed. Chapter 7, an Orson Eerie original. Sam and Lucy and Antonio landed with a thud. They were sprawled out on the desk, bits of ceiling sprinkled down on them. Sam sat up, their art teacher, Mrs. Winter, um, had her hand over her mouth. Um, hello, Mrs. Winter, Sam said as he shook dirt from his hair. The hall monitor, hall monitors glanced around. They had fallen through the floor of Erie Elementary Old Art Studio and dropped right into Mrs. Winter's art desk. Art class. Twenty, twenty-two shocked fourth graders stared at them. Suddenly, there was a crashing sound from above. Watch out, Lucy said. The three friends covered their head. Orson Erie's self-portrait toppled on top of the hall monitors. Mr. Winter swooped over. She didn't see she didn't seem to mind the mess. She was smiling from ear to ear. Oh my! This is an exciting discovery, Mrs. Winter squealed as she picked up the painting. Do you know what this is? Uh art, Antonio asked. Not just any art. 
It's an Orson Eerie original, Mrs. Winter exclaimed, and I know exactly what to do with it. Sam and Lucy and Antonio stood up. Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Winter stood, stood smiling. This painting will be the high, highest price piece of Friday's art show. For $100, someone will get to take this treasure home. She held the painting above her head like a trophy. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio were stunned. The fourth graders looked confused, too. Let's get out of here, Lucy whispered to her monitor friends. The hall monitors quietly escaped into the hall as Mrs. Winters placed the painting on an easel by her desk. She's their favorite students. Yeah, I know. Chapter, chapter 8, The School and Beyond. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio snuck into Mrs. Grinker's classroom. Luckily, she didn't notice that they were late, and they did their best to focus on schoolwork. For the rest of the afternoon, finally the school day was over and this, this was a super weird day, Sam said as they hurried across the playground. Their friends were eager to get home. You know what this all means, right? Lucy asked. Sam was pretty sure he was thinking the same thing Lucy was. He pulled his friends into a huddle. I think Orson Erie wanted us to discover that old art studio, Sam said. He pulled my sash and broke that floor so we would find his painting. But why, Antonio said. Why is it so important? What's so important about that painting? Good question, Sam said. Wait, Lucy exclaimed. Remember when the school was almost torn down? Remember Orson's drawing was with arrows on it? Sam recalled the drawing. It proved that Orson Erie's powers could leave the school. Through the thought of Orson's creepy power spreading outside Erie Elementary was horrible. Yeah. Right, said Sam. Someone will buy the painting at the art show and they'll take it home and Orson's powers will spread beyond the school grounds. Antonio nodded. As hall monitors, I believe we can battle him on the school grounds. This is awful. If someone buys that painting, Orson's evil could spread anywhere. Or everywhere, Lucy exclaimed. The friends shuddered. There's only one way to stop Orson, said Sam. We need to buy that painting on Friday. I agree, Lucy said. We cannot let that painting leave the school grounds. But Mrs. Winter said, it's going to cost $100, Antonio said, frowning. How much money do we have? His friends turned their pockets inside out. Antonio... A lint fell out from Lucy's pocket. Antonio had crust of his peanut butter. Sam sighed. I only have my hall monitor sash. That won't help us now. Lucy face, Lucy's face lit up. That's it, she exclaimed. She pointed to Sam's sash. Art is being sold to raise money for the school, right? So we'll just have to raise money for ourselves. Sam and Antonio had no idea what Lucy was talking about. She grinned. Trust me, Sam... Bring a glass jar to school tomorrow. My plan will make sense. Lucy ran home. I have to get started. I wondered what Lucy is planning, and will it be enough to stop Orson? She's gonna sell, sell some. Yeah. Chapter nine: Freaky, freaky fun razor. I know. Oh my gosh, that outfit is so cute. Oh, I love it. I love it. Good. Thank you. It was Tuesday morning. Sam and Antonio sat against their lockers. They rolled the empty glass jar back and forth. Seconds later, Lucy arrived, carrying a poster board. She was wearing a big hat with flowers on it. Um, nice hat, Sam said. I think it actually... Actually, what's with the hat, Lucy? Lucy smiled and turned to the poster board. Sam and Antonio didn't understand. Lucy groaned, it's simple. We need $100, so we're going to have our own fundraiser to raise the money. But what are we selling, Sam asked. We're selling our outfits, Lucy said. No way, Antonio exclaimed. I like these pants. Not our outfits we're wearing, Lucy laughed. Listen, every student or teacher who puts one dollar in the jar gets to write down a silly costume idea, then drop it into the entry. 
Once we reach our goal of $100, Mr. McNicobe will pick one silly costume entry from the hat. That's what we'll wear on Friday. Students, teachers, while Miss Winter, while Miss Winter dresses up the halls with art, you can dress your hall monitors up. $1 per entry. Ah, smart. Suddenly, Miss Winter walked by. She spotted the sign and said, What a clever idea! So creative! Sam instantly stopped thinking about Lucy's fundraising plan. He saw that Miss Winter's was carrying something large, wrapped in brown paper. Then realized what it was. The corner of the paper had come undone. It was Orson Erie's painting, and Orson Erie was staring at Sam. He seemed to be watching Sam's every move. Mrs. Winter turned the corner. The hall monitor set up their fundraising table. They had their jar, their sign, and Lucy's wacky hat. And then only they only had three days to raise the money to raise $100. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Well, if it's Friday, they have Friday too. Their classmates and other students loved their fundraiser. They tried to outdo one another with ridiculous costume ideas. Even the principal Winnick paid a dollar to join in the fun. He wanted the hall monitors to dress up as clowns. Sam really hoped Mrs. Winnick's entry didn't get picked. At the end of the day, on Wednesday, Lucy counted the money in the jar. Where a stack of coins were in front of there were a stack of coins in front of her. We're almost we almost hit our goal. We have eighty two dollars. Just then, Miss Winter's voice came over the loudspeaker. Students, a reminder: tomorrow is your last day to finish your art projects. All students must have a finished piece of art for the show. Oh no, I've been so busy raising money for the Orson's painting. I totally forgot about my project. Sam thought I have to get to work. What to wear? Chapter 10. Sam was drying his clay dinosaur. It was Thursday morning. The first bell hadn't rung yet, but Sam already had been in the classroom for an hour. Miss Winter was rushing around preparing for the show. She kept taking students' artworks from the room and hanging it in the gallery. Sam felt each piece that she carried out was out. Drawings and paintings and doodles was watching him. She shook his head. He, Sam shook his head. He needed to focus on finishing his project. He was close. He looked down at his clay dinosaur and then he gulped. Sam felt the dinosaur's eyes were watch- watching him too. He felt like everything was watching him. We have to. We have hit our goal. One hundred dollars. Sam jolted out of his daze. He looked up and saw Lucy happily marching into the art room. Antonio followed. He was carrying their money jar over his head we gave mr nicobe our hat full of ideas so he can pick our winning entry antonio antonio said and i've just finished my art project said sam shutting off the air dryer you're still working on it lucy asked lucy and i finished our project days ago antonio teased sam rolled his eyes as he set his dinosaur on mrs winter's desk then sam and his friends hurried to mrs grinker's classroom what a long day the hall monitors knew that any moment mr nicobe would come over the loudspeaker he would announce the winning costume which could be anything everyone looked up at the loudspeaker mrs winter's voice filled the room happy thursday students don't forget the art shows tomorrow and now mr nicobe has a fun announcement sam looked at his friends mr nicobe was about to reveal the winning costume this is a big moment, Antonio said under his breath. I really hope we get to dress as something cool, like superheroes or life-size peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Finally, Mr. Nicobe read the winning entry out loud, and they would not be wearing awesome costumes. Not even close. The show begins. Chapter 11. You three look real comfy, Brian shouted from the swing set. It was Friday morning. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy were walking across the playground. All of their classmates were laughing. Sam's cheeks turned red. 
Why? We look like babies, he groaned. He, he groaned. The money jar was in Sam's backpack with each shuffle of Sam's toasty feet. The, it changed the rattle. Forget about them, said Lucy. All that matters is that it, our idea worked. We have money to buy Orson's painting tonight. But why did Mr. Nicosby choose footy pajamas for the, from the hat? This is so embarrassing, Antonio ex- complained. All morning, Sam heard their classmates laughing and went through... It went on through recess and lunch. At the end of the day, their classmates were still laughing. It wasn't just because their friend looked silly. They also kept slipping and sliding down the halls. The footy pajamas do not have rubber soles. Finally, the eerie elementary art show was beginning. Parents, neighbors, and other townspeople poured into the school. They looked at the art lining the halls and heard lots of ooh and ah. Soon, everyone entered the auditorium and found seats. Mrs. Winter stepped on stage. She would would show off each piece of art. Then the person who wanted to buy the piece of art would come forward and pay for it. Sam, Antonio, and Lucy watched from the hallway. Sam saw his own project on stage, a clay dinosaur. The three friends were about to enter the the very auditorium. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. When... when Sam saw one of the drawings on the wall move, Antonio, good eye, Antonio and Lucy gasped. They saw it too. A stick figure drawing was coming to life. Sam quickly closed the auditorium door. They could not believe what they were seeing. The stick figure slowly peeled itself off the paper and landed on the floor and began trotting towards them. It had bendy arms like spaghetti, said Sam softly, and its arms were growing. Their, the friends watched and scare, watched scared until yanked. The figure's arm, long arms reached out and plucked the money from the jar in Sam's backpack. The friends were too stunned to move. Suddenly, the painting started coming to life, and all the jar was being tossed back and forth down the hallway, away from Sam and his friends. No way. Come on. Orson Erie is making the artwork play keep away, said Sam. As the drawing of a spider caught the jar in its fuzzy legs, it's like when we play the game of monkey in the middle at recess, exclaimed Lucy. Antonio raced down the hall and he shouted, hey, give us back our jar. Chapter 12, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio. Oh, chapter 12, down the river. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio chased the money as the jar, money jar as the artwork hurled it back and forth down the hall. Sam reached for it, but it flew over his head. This way, yelled Lucy. She sped across the corner. A painting of a tree flung the jar up the flight of stairs. It was caught by a doodle of an elderly woman. The woman threw the jar to sketch of a caterpillar. The hall monitors raced up the steps and then stopped. Sam whispered, do you hear something dripping? More than dripping, Lucy said. It sounds like gushing faucet. Sam gasped. gasped. The painting was dripping from every, from every angle piece of art well, from every single piece of art it ran down the walls and puddled the floor the canvases all over the wall were draining of color and they turned into white there was so much paint it began to rise like a river and all of a sudden a river of paint rushed towards them ah lucy cried as their friends were swept into a thick wet multicolored paint look sam said the jar's over there it was bobbling in the river of paint every time the friends would get close the jar would get carried further quick Hold hands, Antonio shouted. If we form a chain, we can reach it. Antonio grabbed Lucy's hand. Lucy gripped Sam's hand, and Sam tried to grip the jar. I can't quite get it, 
Sam yelled. They heard Mrs. Winter's voice coming from inside the auditorium. Now for sale, our most prized piece, a self-portrait painted by Erie, Orson Erie himself. Hurry, we're almost out of time, Lucy shouted. The paint river flung them around the corner and Sam's fingertips scraped the jar. So close he felt his heart pounding as he lunged for it. Chapter 13. Sold. Got it, Sam exclaimed as he finally grasped the money jar. The instant Sam had the jar in his hands, they rushed over to the rush. The rushing river of paint began to dry up. The paint started to separate and Antonio shouted. The paint's starting to separate, Antonio shouted. Globs of paint leapt back onto the wall and back onto the paintings. The canvases were full of color again. The hall monitors bumped across the dry floor and bounced to a stop. The painting had been raging a raging river and it had been trickled and then it was a trickling stream then it was nothing at all sam cradled the jar we've got to get to the auditorium lucy said they jumped to their feet and they sped down the halls they were out of breath when they finally bust through the auditorium doors sam saw mrs winters holding orson erie's self-portrait she asked which lucky buyer will this be going home with today we will so which will be buying wait which buyer will go home with this today we will, shouted Sam. We have $100 to buy the painting. The audience gasped. Sold, Mrs. Winter announced. The painting now belongs to our hall monitors, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio. Uh, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio rushed towards the stage, change rattling as they climbed the steps. How will you three decide to hang... Whose house will you three decide to hang the painting in, Mrs. Winter asked. We're going to keep it at the school, Sam said, so everyone can see and enjoy it. Once they gave Mrs. Winters the money jar, the painting could would be theirs. But Sam held out the jar, and a scream came from the audience. Then another, then another. Everyone was jumping and pointing at the floor. What's happening? cried Mrs. Winters. Sam saw wet clay oozing up from everywhere. It pushed through the cracks of the floorboards just then. Sam spotted a cl- his clay dinosaur sculpture near the stage. It looked wet again. It looked like it was melting. It was seeping through the stage, and at the same time, Clay was rising up through the auditorium floor. Sam glanced at Mr. Nicobe. The old man understood that the monitors needed help. He hurried to stage. Nothing to be concerned about, he told the crowd. The recent construction work done at the school has probably turned up some mud. Let's calmly head outside while our hall monitors get things cleaned up. Everyone left the auditorium, and just in time, as soon as the door shut, the hall monitor saw Sam's art project. The clay dinosaur had completely risen from the floor. Lucy gasped. Sam, your dinosaur, it's a T-Rex. You had to make a T-Rex, huh, Sam? Antonio asked. Sam shrugged. It's always been my favorite dinosaur. That's until now. The T-Rex was big as a, as a real thing. Its giant jaws chomped the dino- as the dinosaur stomped towards the hall monitors chapter 14 jurassic art (laughs) there's a monster there's a monstrous clay t-rex in the middle of our auditorium sam cried out orson must be mad his painting will be leaving the school after all lucy said the t-rex tail snapped in the air its tiny eyes looked straight at sam (laughs) the monster roared he wants the jar sam said it knows that if if we lose this money, we can't buy the painting. Well then, run. Hold on to that jar, Antonio cried. Run! 
Sam dashed beneath the monster's swinging tail. He cradled the jar like he was running back, carrying a football. This is Orson Eerie's dino monster. Will n- this Orson Eerie dino monster will never catch me, he thought. But Sam was wrong. Crash, he tripped over, over an auditorium seat, and the glass jar smashed against the floor. The coins scattered around the auditorium. The giant clay T-Rex stomped towards the broken jar. Dollar bills became stuck to the bottom of its wet clay feet. Swinging tail gathered up the coins. Our money, Sam yelled. Watch out, Lucy cried. The three friends ducked as the T-Rex tail slapped against the floors. Smack! Its tail whipped the change towards them. Nickels and quarters pounded the hall. Sam and Antonio and Lucy scrambled to get away. Never run in, never run in a straight line, Antonio yelled. They learned that from watching action movies. They zigzagged between the chairs. The T-Rex tail swung again. More coins hurled through the air. Crack! Quarters smacked Antonio's shoulder. Ouch! he exclaimed. Keep your heads down, guys. Sweat poured off the friends as they dodged and dived around the flying coins. I'm, I'm baking these footy... I'm baking in these footy pajamas, Lucy said. Suddenly, she had an idea. Clay needs to be heated up to harden, he called out. Roar! Yes, so? Lucy yelled over the T-Rex's monstrous roar. Antonio just barely dodged a flying nickel. Lucy, think about it. The clay gets hot enough. It dries out, he exclaimed. It turns stiff like a stone. Lucy's eyes lit up. So we need some heat. Sam ducked flying nickels. Sam ducked flying nickels and dimes. He yelled, follow me. Chapter 15, turn up the heat. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio reached out of the auditorium. Mm Mm-hmm, yep, yep. They ran through the halls, through the art room. Grab as many hair dryers as you can and plug them in, Sam shouted. There are a bunch of near paper mache materials. Oh, there are a bunch near the paper mache materials. Lucy shouted as they ran. Clomp, squish, squash. The T-Rex heavy clay feet squashed on the floor behind them. Dinosaur sharp fangs nipped at their back. Antonio grabbed the water fountain for balance as he slid across the corner. Woohoo! He yelled. Our footy pajamas are making us faster than ever. After speeding and sliding down the hallway, their friends burst into Mr. Winter's art room. Over here, Lucy shouted. Behind them, the T Rex squeezed through the doorway. When it lifted its head, bits of clay streaked the ceiling. Catch! Lucy said as she tossed the dryers into Sam. Six, Antonio exclaimed. We need a lot of heat, Lucy said. They jammed their plugs into the wall and cranked up the knobs of the hair dryers. Time to heat things up, Sam shouted. Sam, Sam, Lucy, and Antonio pointed their hair dryers at the T-Rex. The dinosaur snapped its jaws and stomped towards them. The hair dryers rumbled in the hall monitor's hands. They blasted the T-Rex with hot air. T-Rex was slowing. Its legs and tails were, tail was hardening, but its huge mouth still roared and its teeth still snapped. The T-Rex is too tall for us to reach it. The hair dryers only are hitting the bottom of it, Sam yelled. We have to get higher. Antonio looked up. The hole in the ceiling was still there. We can climb up into Orson's Eerie's old art room, he shouted. Perfect, said Lucy. The hall man- monitor scrambled onto Miss Winter's desk. Together, they pulled themselves through the crumbled ceiling, and they made it up just in time. The T-Rex nearly got me, Antonio said. Plug it back in, Lucy cried. The three friends powered up their hair dryers. Room. Sam and his friends blasted the T-Rex from above. The dinosaur started quaking and shaking, and the clay was hardening. 
it was turning into stone. It's working, Lucy yelled. Of course it is. It was my idea, Antonio shouted over the whirling hairdryers. They kept blowing hot air into the T-Rex's face until it whipped back and wailed. How? Oh, okay. Then, smash! The dinosaur fell over. It hit the ground so hard that it broke into a thousand little pieces. As it did, Sam saw something. The face of Orson Eerie. He saw the crackling bits harden, hardened clay. Sam saw that Orson Eerie's lip curled into the same wicked smile he had seen before. But then the smile was gone. The rock-hard clay shattered completely. Orson Eerie's T-Rex was no more. The hall monitors climbed down from the ceiling and jumped to the floor. A moment later, the sound of rushing feet and nervous voices came from the front of the school. We still need to pay for the painting, Sam said. Come on. Hang, hung up, chapter 16. Sam, Lucy, and Antonio burst into the auditorium. Look, Antonio said. Parents, teachers, and students hurried back inside. Mrs. Winters stepped on stage and scooped up Orson Eerie's painting. Phew! Phew, she said. St it's still fi in fine condition. Mrs. Winters, we have the money, Sam called out running on stage. Thankfully, Mr. Nicobe said, I'm certain our hall monitors have $100. I counted it yesterday. I will help them collect it all tonight. We will get every last penny, Lucy said. I promise. Well then, Mrs. Winters said, Sam, Antonio, Lucy, congratulations. This painting is yours. Sam grabbed the painting. So the sooner, the better. Everyone, thank you for coming to our art show, said Mrs. Winters, and thank you for helping Erie Elementary get new art supplies for its students. The crowd made its way outside. Mr. Nicobe said, let's hang the painting. The hall monitors hurried down the hall. Sam he headed over to the painting. Mr. Nicobe held it up on the wall near the front entrance. A little to the left, Sam said. A little bit higher, Lucy added. No lower, Antonio suggested. At last, Mr. Nicobe hung it and stepped back. They all agreed it looked good. But then Sam realized something. We hung this creepy painting across from Erie Elementary's front doors, he exclaimed. We can't miss it. We'll have to look at his awful face every single day, Antonio groaned. Yep, Sam thought every single day. And worst of all, Sam knew the face would be looking at them too. Orson Eerie's pale, painted eyes would be watching them. <laughs> All right. Okay, kiddo, let's get your lunch made and school is going to be starting. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye.